3 a.m. Tales of Terror contains explicit content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to 3 a.m. Tales of Terror, where we tell you stories of the paranormal. I'm your host, Jamie. And I'm your co-host, Charlie. And in this episode, we're going to be telling you two stories. The first one will be the Queen Anne Hotel in San Francisco, California. And the second one is about the Old Vicarage in Sweden. So, we're going to start with the Queen Anne Hotel. They're both pretty short and sweet and to the point, so... <laughs> Y'all should know that by now. If yeah. we have two stories, they're short. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, history on the Queen Anne Hotel. Built in 1890, the Queen Anne Hotel was originally one of the most exclusive girls' boarding schools in the San Francisco area. The headmistress of the school, Miss Mary Lake, allegedly had an affair with James Slippery Jim Fair, the senator who funded the building of the beautiful Victorian mansion. Mary Lake denied the rumors, but it didn't do her much good. A local newspaper published an article titled Cupid and Mr. Fair, and the nasty rumors of the affair continued circulating until Mary's death. Since her death, the Queen Anne Hotel has had many owners, from brothel owners to church caretakers to mysterious secret societies. With such curiosity, it is no surprise the hotel could be haunted, but by whom? Curiosity? So mysterious. Curiosity? Yes. <laughs> it's curious history. <laughs> it is. <laughs> but by Hume. Okay. Now about the ghost. First off, we have the friendliest ghost. The ghost residing in the Queen Anne Hotel is different from the spirits that plague other San Francisco hotels. The ghost is reportedly incredibly friendly and often takes care of the hotel's guest as best as it can, unpacking suitcases, tucking guests in, and singing to them while they fall asleep. This is a ghost that wants everyone to feel at home here. Could it be that the hotel is haunted by Mary Lake, the former headmistress of the school? Even though she is buried more than 3,000 miles away, most people seem to think so. The majority of the reported hauntings have occurred in room 410, which was once Mary's office. Once, a resident of room 410 even woke up to find themselves on the floor with their bedding neatly tucked around them. So sweet. <laughs> She's such a cleaner, even in death. <laughs> she just wants shit to be tidy, okay? Okay, I would, God. I'd be okay with the ghost that did my housekeeping. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think anybody would. <laughs> She's like, no. You're going to unpack your suitcase and you're going to make things look neat. <laughs> you're not going to because wait, you're not going to wait a month after your trip to finally unpack that suitcase. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> I hope she doesn't move into our new house because who <laughs> woo buddy. <laughs> now we have the second ghost. The ghost of secret societies. The hauntings of the Queen Anne Hotel are not limited to room 410. Guests also report feeling cold spots in the hallways and seeing strange reflections in the mirrors all around the hotel. Rumor has it the hotel once housed the meetings of a secret society that had something to do with astrology. Could they have dabbled in the paranormal matters as well? Probably. I mean, 
If it's a secret society. But they have to do with <laughs> astrology. So like they're probably why is it like so secret. They're probably like super like hippy dippy. You know what it probably is? It's probably like they probably <laughs> like drug parties and orgies <laughs> and He's come to our astrology it, meeting. I was told that we are supposed to have an orgy because that's what... Because our signs are compatible. Yes. <laughs> and Mercury is in retrograde right now. So, like, it's the perfect time. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm I'm not trying to make fun of people, but, you know. Yeah. Whatever. It's shit's funny. It is. <laughs> Then third, we have the spooky neighbor, Mary Ellen, Mary Ellen Pleasant, the so-called voodoo queen of San Francisco, lived right across the street from the Queen Anne Hotel in the 1800s. Who knows, perhaps her antics have, have something to do with the paranormal activity at the Queen Anne Hotel. I mean, you don't mess with that voodoo hoodoo shit. Mm-mm. Somebody probably made her mad and was like, oh, you wouldn't be like that now. So that was pretty much all I could find <laughs> on the Queen Anne Hotel. So <laughs> I found uh, some TripAdvisor reviews where people had stayed there and had some experiences. So I'm going to read those. So they put it on TripAdvisor? I know. <laughs> there were some. I don't even want to get into it. I've never been to this hotel. I don't know. But there were some TripAdvisors that were like, this hotel's crap. I'm like, calm down. Like. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay. So, Susie Milwaukee says, My family actually stayed in a lovely corner room with a turret. We were impressed the hotel survived the San Francisco earthquakes and fires. We knew nothing of the hotel supposedly being haunted. I half awoke one night to experience a feeling like someone was tucking me in and gently pushing on my collarbone. I thought it was a strangely comforting feeling. The next day... We found out the hotel was supposedly haunted by the former headmistress, Mary, who ran a boarding school for girls. We were told she likes to tuck people in at night. I was shocked and a little freaked out by what I'd experienced the night before. It wasn't a scary experience. It was comforting. I believe it was Mary. And that was in October of 2017. And then E.L. E. Hyman says... I loved our stay here. From what I hear, room 410 is the most haunted. We were placed in the room below 310. We had some wacky moments that made it seem like this place is certainly haunted, like smelling a distinct perfume waft through the room and green-blue colored orbs following us around in our pic- around in our pictures. My husband and I love that stuff, so I made so it made for an interesting stay. The Victorian decor complimentary cookies and sherry and wild parrots flying outside the hotel all add to the unique experience. If you like bizarre and beautiful things, this is the place to stay. And that was in April of 2018. Parrots? Sherry? Free cookies? I know. I don't like... (laughs) I never want to go to California. Because there's just too much drama and stuff. Y'all are too expensive out there. Pretty much. I don't want to have to turn my power off. I want to wash my clothes any time of day. I know. But a free cookie with some sherry? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe. And then we have one more, one more from Jason L. in April of 2017. He says, well, where to start? When entering the Queen Anne Hotel in San Francisco, one gets the authentic feeling of the past. 
When I came to this hotel, I had no knowledge of its history. The layout alone is something to be amazed by. I stayed in room 410. Now I have to say this. I had the hardest time falling asleep. I just had this eerie feeling. After 3 a.m., I looked up my hotel online, and lo and behold, I found the place was haunted. Not only that, but I had been placed in the haunted suite. If this is your thing, I'd highly recommend staying here. If you're just out of options, I'd suggest sleeping in your car. The place is without a doubt the scariest place I've ever stayed at, from the creepy doorman to the rickety elevator and the china dolls in the hallway. Happy stay. (laughs) So, I mean, that's pretty much all I got. Like I said, this one was pretty short and sweet and to the point, so... I wanted to add the TripAdvisor reviews because I came across them and some of them are cool. And I yeah, wanted to I add... I like how they're not like exaggerated. Like someone's like trying to blow right. it up and be like, oh, I saw this and I got pushed down the stairs. They're like, no, I felt like I got tucked in. And right. It felt a little creepy. And I had like an eerie feeling. I woke up at 3 a.m. Like... Yeah. Like very honest reviews, I think. Right. Oh, yeah. That's why I picked these few. for Because some of them were just like... This place isn't scary. I came here for an experience and nothing happened to me. And although I'm like, God, shut up. There are some people who should not be allowed to make reviews. (laughs) Like, for reals. My resources for the story in particular were TripAdvisor and TheHauntGhostTours.com. That was literally it. So. Yes, we can hop, skip, and doodle on over to the old vicarage. In Sweden. In Sweden. Okay, so history on the old vicarage. Borgvatnet Vicarage was built in 1876. The first ghost stories came to surface in 1927 when vicar Niels Hedlund wrote about it in a letter. His mother, Marta, died in the house in 1907 during childbirth. His father, Per couldn't face the fact his wife passed away and he buried her in the backyard. When the locals found out a couple of days later, they demanded him to bury Marta at the cemetery. Per agreed, but the next day the whole Hedlund family had disappeared, along with Marta's body. Niels Hedlund came back to live at the vicarage after his father died. He saw all of his laundry being pulled from the drying rack in the garden. There was no wind that day, and he could clearly see the laundry was being pulled. And he wasn't the last person to be affected by the hauntings. So now some other possible history. More than 250 years ago, the first inhabitants of what would eventually come to be the small town of Borgvenet moved to the area. As with most new towns at the time, a church was one of the first structures to be built. For any priest who decided to take a job at church, it was custom to get a small farm or piece of land to live on and cultivate, which was how Borgvinet's vicarage was built. In the year 1876, the first priest of Borgvinet moved into the vicarage. A total of 15 priests would come to live here before the last one had finally had enough of the ghostly activities and decided to move out, with no other priest willing to take over. What came to be the final straw is still one of the most famous ghost stories from the house. Although the first reports of hauntings at the vicarage were made by a priest in 1927, it wasn't until the last priest of Borgvenet, Eric Lindgren, moved into the vicarage in 1945 that it became publicly known that the grounds were haunted. During a meeting held by 
Yamplin County Agricultural Society in December of 1947, a journalist from a local newspaper had caught onto the rumors of the haunted vicarage in town and bluntly asked Eric Lindgren about his experiences. It was safe to say that not only had Eric documented his experiences, but he was also willing to go public with them. According to Lindgren, one of the most haunting experiences he had while living there was when he was suddenly thrown off of his rocking chair one night by an unknown force and he ended up on the floor. According to Lindgren's notes, he was never able to sit in the chair for too long before being thrown off. Soon the stories of Borgvenet would become a national sensation. After all the publicity, previous priests and guests who had spent the night in the house started coming forward with their own stories. Since ghosts or paranormal activity are not favorably looked upon in the Christian religion, there would have been plenty of reasons for previous priests to not want to open up about their paranormal experiences. That ghost did not want him to sit in that chair. He was like, uh, no. And so you can sit here for five minutes, but it's my turn now. That's my chair. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to get into the ghost, and there are several ghosts with little stories about them. Okay. So the first ghost is the Gray Lady. In 1930, Hedlund's successor experienced something strange as well. Vicar Rudolf Tangden saw a lady dressed in gray at the house. She was walking slowly towards him through the big hall, but decided to take the turn to the expedition room, the office where the vicars used to work. He wanted to talk to her, ask her what she was doing inside his house, but when he got to the expedition room, there was no one there. One priest would recall a time when they saw a gray-clad lady appear in a corner of the room he was sitting in. She would slowly walk towards him, only to suddenly change direction and walk into another room. As he would get up to follow her, he realized the room she had walked into was empty. Phantom Music Otto Lindgren and his wife moved into the vicarage in 1936. They never saw an apparition, but they had lots of paranormal experiences at the house. They heard footsteps walking through the house and doors were opening and closing as if someone was moving from one room to another. When they wanted to welcome a visitor, they saw nobody. Mrs. Lindgren had a strange encounter in the kitchen. She was home alone one day when she heard music coming from behind the closed door. She opened the kitchen door and the music suddenly stopped. The same happened again later when Otto was back home. Again, they heard music in the kitchen, but when they checked it out, it suddenly stopped. Three Sad Ladies Inga Floden, the diocese secretary, stayed over at the Borgvenet Vicarage in 1941 while she was on a business trip. She slept in the guest room and would recall waking up at 3 a.m. to the feeling of being watched. As she sits up, she sees three figures sitting on a sofa and staring right back at her. According to the guests, she would pinch herself in the arm to make sure that she was awake. And when nothing seemed to help, she would turn to the alarm clock and set it off. Confident that she was awake and not dreaming, she claimed to be certain that the women were sitting across from her all night watching her. She had plenty of time to take a good look at them. One lady was dressed in black, one lady wore a purple dress, and the third lady was wearing gray. All three looked kind of sad, especially the lady in gray. Two of them had their hands in their laps, and the third one was knitting. At some point, she must have dozed off again. The next day, she didn't speak of it, 
and later she admitted she wasn't scared, just surprised. Moving Furniture Vicar Eric Lindgren moved into the vicarage in 1945, and he started to experience strange things immediately. On his first night, it was as if heavy furniture was being dragged from one side to another in the room above his head. This surprised Eric because his furniture didn't even arrive at the vicarage yet. When he investigated, he saw all the rooms on the first floor were empty. Eric started to keep a journal with all the strange happenings. Later, he brought a rocking chair and placed it at the Borgvinets vicarage. One night, when he read a book in it, he was pushed out of the chair so violently that he fell to the ground. When he tried again, it was as, as if he was blocked from it and fell again. The rocking chair also started moving on its own, so Eric never sat in it again. Instantly Famous In 1947, Eric was talking about the ghost to some fellow vicars at a gathering. A journalist immediately picked it up. He asked for an interview with Eric, and he agreed. This is how Borgvinet Vicarage became world famous. The newspaper Osterlund's Posten published Eric's interview on December 4th, 1947. In this interview, he talked about hearing footsteps, the constantly blown out candles, and the fact that he sometimes even bumped into an unseen person. He also told the journalist that he would frequently hear footsteps in the garden that came towards the house via the wooden bridge, but that there was never anyone out there. His interview was quite controversial, for clergymen never spoke of ghosts, especially not in 1947. He claimed he had always felt uncomfortable in the expedition room, which was his office, because he always felt as if someone was looking over his shoulder. Sometimes he even sensed a person sitting next to him, which made it impossible to work. Eric eventually started to get used to all the activity in the house. That's when you GTFO. <laughs> But I guess he didn't really have much else where to go. So, Okay, so now we're going to get into a few of the different colored rooms that were in the house and how they may be haunted. So the yellow room. The yellow room was probably the room in which Marta died. Guests of the bed and breakfast see shadows in this room and sometimes people feel someone is pulling on their clothes. Also, various guests have claimed to see a dent on the bedspread as if somebody is sitting on it. The pink room. At the end of the 19th century, a 19-year-old pregnant girl was locked inside this room. She was a disgrace because she was not married and probably got pregnant by a priest. Woo, girl! When the child was born, it was either a stillborn or killed right after birth. The baby was buried at the north side of the house, just outside the pink room. Both mother and child haunt this room. Sounds of screaming, a baby crying, and a small shadow figure have been seen here. And the blue room. People who have spent the night in the blue room claim to have been woken up by the sound of heavy furniture being moved around. There's a ghost here that likes to pull bed sheets off people in the middle of the night. Perhaps this is caused by the small boy whose apparition has been seen in the room. The sound of a baby screaming is also heard here. Sometimes people feel sad and depressed here. So that's not the room for us to stay in. <laughs> yeah. We already got that. I know. <laughs> Other phenomena. Recently, a tall, dark man wearing a hat has been seen at the expedition room. There are strange images in the mirrors... There are singing radiators, cold spots, and strange light reflections in the house. No one really knows how these hauntings began, 
but the most accepted story is that one of the first priests to live at Borgvenet had a sexual relationship with a young local girl. It is not clear whether this was a consensual relationship or if she was raped. When learning that the 19-year-old girl was pregnant, the priest would lock her in an enclosure in the backyard. It was also in the same backyard that the girl would bury her child right after killing it. It's not clear whether the young girl made it out of the enclosure or if she met the same fate as her child. So, did she kill it or was it a stillborn? I guess we don't really know. I think he would have killed it. I think her. so. Yeah. That's what it sounds like because, and if he did kill it, then it doesn't sound like it would have been a consensual thing. Yeah. Because obviously he's a priest and she's a 19 year old girl. They're not married. He's I mean, a he priest. can't be married. Yeah. <laughs> and he shouldn't be sleeping with people, but. Here we are. The old vicarage today. You can book a room at the Borgvenet Vicarage if you dare. You can even rent the entire house. It's located in a beautiful green area, so there's a lot to do and see. If you stayed at the Borgvenet all night, you'll receive a certificate for bravery. Challenge accepted. I mean, if we ever make our way to Sweden, it's a really cute little... You would have a better chance than me. Why? Because you're going to Iceland one day. One day. Which is, like, at least <clears throat> closer than America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's a really cute, like, mm, I'm trying to think of the word. Um, Bungalow? Yeah, cottage. Yeah. So, I it doesn't have, I don't think it has that many rooms. But, I mean. Pink, blue, blue room, yellow room, <clears throat> expedition room. Yeah. And probably, like, a kitchen and bathroom. And living room. Or, like, dining room area-ish. So, I mean, it's probably a nice house. Like, a nice-sized house. It's just... It looks small from the pictures. So... But it sounds a lot bigger when you read about it, I guess. I don't know. It's really cute, though. Like, when I was looking up the story and looking up pictures of it, it, I would live there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... So, resources for this episode... The Little House of Horrors.com and Swedes in the States.com. If you ever make your way to Sweden or California and you stay at one of these places, I mean, you can let us know. And I'm a TripAdvisor review. <laughs> yeah, be aware. Be aware. You have been warned. <laughs> All right. Thank y'all. Yep. We'll see you next time. Thanks for coming to hang out with us and letting us tell you stories. Don't forget, you can find us on social media, Facebook and Instagram at 3AM Tales of Terror. You can find pictures from each episode there as well as our website, three the number 3, 3AMTalesOfTerror.com. You can also subscribe with your email at our website for updates as well. If you have any questions or story ideas for us, you can email us at info at 3AMTalesOfTerror.com. That's a three and not the word. If you want to support us, you can sign up to become part of our Patreon. There, you will get ad-free episodes as well as bonus content. We hope you'll join us next week. And And we hope you were terrified.